Welcome to Local Drag. It's a podcast about local drag queens and their thoughts and opinions on RuPaul's Drag Race and the world of drag. My name is Laveau Contraire, and I'm the voodoo queen of New Orleans, here to put you all under my spell. Tune in each week as I interview one of my favorite squirrel friends and recap the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race and give our unfiltered opinion on the queens of season 13 and Drag Race UK. <laughs> I am here today with Madam Willow, Mississippi's show ghoul. How are you, Madam? Or I'm good. Willow? How are you? <laughs> it's like, is it Madam or is it Willow? Willow. See, you can say Madam, Madam Willow, whichever one. <laughs> That's fair. I I feel like it should be Willow, but I called you Madam because this is like a formal, a pseudo formal setting. <laughs> so I'm just like Madam. <laughs> But yes, how is Mississippi? How's the pandemic treating you? Um, the pandemic is treating me as best as I guess it can. Mississippi is not okay, but <laughs> I'm doing what I can. They're not okay? Like, what do you mean? Are people running around maskless in the streets? I mean, they're about to be. They The governor just lifted the mask ban. Uh, where I live, our city is not following that. They still have mask guidelines but the state itself has lifted the ban okay and the girls are are performing yes (laughs) i see it on the gram i'm like wow there are no masks (laughs) yeah in mississippi um bars have been open since probably like last june that is ridiculous to me uh just because new orleans (laughs) has been so shut tight Mississippi is a wild place. Oh my gosh. Wow. Never a dull day. (laughs) But, you know, props to all the girls who are out there making their coins because I sure as hell miss it. And uh, I hope people aren't super spreading the COVID. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been doing a lot of digital drag as well, right? Yes. How's that been going? It's been going pretty well. I have some things coming up. And I don't know. It that's been really like helpful during the quarantine, just being able to do that and like put myself out there, especially like outside of Mississippi, since I don't really like it here that much. Oh, you don't like it there that much? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. I'm finding my little like niche here, but I'm not from Mississippi, so it's just kind of like not my home. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from Florida. I oh, moved okay. to Mississippi for college, and I just have not moved Left out. yet. <laughs> well, I mean, from one super spreader event city to the other, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it's important to mention that you do, I mean, your name is Shogul for a reason. You do a different type of drag than the norm in Mississippi, right? Like, would you say that? Or yeah, is that offensive? I think so. <laughs> I would think that's probably why I don't fit in very much here. Right, because it's more like, uh, I wouldn't call it horror, because it's not like scary as much as it's like spooky glamour to me. What do you think? You describe, in your own words. I don't know. I I like to be (laughs) spooky and weird. Like I'm very, like I, I wouldn't necessarily call it full-on horror either but i'm just really inspired by like just 
that weird take on like Halloween and witches and just creepy things. Yes, we love creepy things, <laughs> which like doesn't always mesh with the high drag in Mississippi, the gowns, the hair, the, you know. No, it's very just old fashioned, like pageant drag. And that's just what's important here is just. Right. I mean, there's also a little bit of top 40 in there as well, but it's it's not as vibrant and robust as like the New Orleans sort of like alternative scene that has all kinds of performers, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I definitely see. I mean, first of all, there's like maybe four places in the entire state in Mississippi. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's not very many places. (laughs) So, you know, it's it's hard to have a diverse scene when it's a small one, you know, but I love that you're doing digital drag. I love seeing like your journey where you'll just get like bigger and bigger shows with like all of these amazing queens from Dragula and Drag Race. And it's really cool to watch. Thank you. It's been really fun. And I don't know, it's been a big confidence booster. You know, we've me and you, you and I have talked for a while. And so it's just been really good for both of us. Absolutely. I mean, like I don't see a world where I'm not online in some way moving forward. Cause it's just, there are people out there who love what you do, or maybe they came to Mississippi once and saw you, but they were on vacation or at a wedding and then they go back to where they're from and they can keep up with you through a digital drag show and they can send you some tips. Cause sometimes it's really cute. <laughs> No, no, yeah, and it's kind of fun. It's just like you always have something that can just pop up that you might just be able to just throw yourself in or find something to do. Right, exactly. And and the best part is that when you do a digital drag number, that number doesn't just live once and die on the stage like some of our stage performances do. Oh no, no. It lives on. We actually um like can use that video over and over. And over. So being that you are an alternative kind of queen, um, who are the queens that you look up to? Um, I would say I'm really, really super inspired right now by Madeline Hatter. Like I'm kind of low key yes. obsessed with her and <laughs> yeah. what she does. And like I followed her before she got on Dragula and then I loved her journey on Dragula and just seeing her personality and how she dealt with like being on reality TV. Like it was, (laughs) it was, it was explosive. (laughs) And then like seeing how she's kind of like taken her drag and like put it digital and just the way, I don't know. She's been raising a lot. And then apart from Madeline, um, I don't know. Who else? I mean, Madeline's good enough. You were in a show with her, right? A few times. Um, I actually got to do her Banshee show on Twitch, and that was a lot of fun because I got to be pretty much just sit down and chat with Madeline and Ava Destruction, Louisiana Purchase. We also had Tony Barrow that night, Androgen. Androgen! Yes. It, was, it was a really good show. Uh, yes, I think I tuned in for a little bit of that. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's such an amazing cast to be a part of and just such a testament to how digital drag can, you know, have you working with people that you don't normally see out and about. So I love that. Um, oh, no, yeah. I would have never imagined that I would have been able to be in her show. So that was pr- pretty cool. Right? So fucking cool. So you're more of a Dragula girl than a drag race girl. But like, if you had to pick a drag race girl, who would it be? Um, Definitely Evie Oddly. Yes! Like, I had a feeling. I don't know if that's surprising to anyone, but <laughs> Evie's definitely a big inspiration. Yes, absolutely. We love Evie Oddly. Uh, and what was your favorite lip sync like of all time? Of all time? Yes. Ever? Yes. <laughs> Was it easy in Brooklyn? <laughs> That's a good one, but I think my favorite lip sync of all time, give me just a second. Remember when he remember. Remember when he remember. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I really like um, the... Pokemon Tree, so Lissa lip sync to yes! Cold Hearted Snake. Yes! Oh, wow. So good. Such a good lip sync. Like, they were out for blood. And they're such seasoned professionals, like, at the time and of the was decimated Alyssa. It wasn't even right. <laughs> it wasn't even right, bitch. She had them <laughs> sleeves. She pointed to her mouth, said, catch every word. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, love it. She said, you will know that I know every word to this lip sync. Okay, (laughs) period. I love it. I love it. So I had you on the viewing party to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2, Episode 9, entitled Beast Enders. What did you think about the episode? I really liked the episode. Um... It took a minute to, like, I went back and rewatched it. So I guess my initial first impression was I was really confused because it was very just, like, UK-centric, being geared toward East Enders and then the runway theme being the pantomime. So, Right. It was not very American-friendly this episode. (laughs) I had to do a lot of Googling. Which is fine, because you know what? Like, screw Americans. I feel like too much of the world is catered towards America. Like, we need to get some culture and learn about these things. <laughs> so, last week, Tace had to send home her uh, ex-fuck buddy and gal pal, Ahura. What did you think about Ahura going home? I think that there just needs to be justice for Ahura. I think that it was criminal. Um I think it was fair that she went home in the lip sync, but I think that last week Ellie should have definitely been in the bottom with Ahura. And they could have sent Ellie home and given us the top four that we deserved. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know what went back went on behind the scenes with that, but I just feel like Ahura was done dirty. Yeah. It makes me sad, but with all the work she put in the rest of the entire season, she definitely deserved to make it to the top four. For sure. And Ellie, like, still doesn't have a badge. (laughs) (laughs) Which which they let us know multiple times because Lawrence is mad. Lawrence is like, what if that was me? Like, the same way we said a whore doesn't go home, doesn't deserve to go home. What if 
Ellie messing up the set list sent Lawrence home. Like, could you imagine? I <laughs> I love how that was with Lawrence. That's just what she's stuck on. Everyone is just sitting here in the workroom. Ahura just went home, and Lawrence Cheney is talking about that. Could be me. <laughs> What if it was me? And everyone's just like, okay. Girl, get over yourself. Chill for a second. (laughs) But, I mean, she really is making great television at this point. Like, it's written all over her face. She is mad. Ellie is like, I just did well in this challenge, and you are sourpuss. Chill the fuck out. (laughs) She says, it didn't get you a badge, though. Was it worth it? Cricket. That's just going to go down forever. Oh, my God. She's never going to have to, like, have any way to get over that. I love it so much. It is truly a a $10,000 via PayPal moment, like Alaska's meltdown. (laughs) We're going into the grand finale, and she still didn't get her badge. So Uh, was it worth it? (laughs) I don't know. Was it worth it? Because now your friendship is in question. And then the way she treats Lawrence this episode, I'd be mad, too. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it for Ellie. I think that she's cute, but not top four material. Anyway, Bimini agrees. She's like, the writing's on the wall. It's top four. Who's it going to be? You ain't got no badges yet. So we will see how this turns out. Spoiler alert. Goodbye, Ellie. (laughs) It's a new day in the workroom. And it's the top four, whether we like it or not. Who is the top four that you envision? Just switch out a horror for Ellie? Or did you have a different one based on the original cast? With where we are, definitely just switch out a horror with Ellie. But given the original cast, I would not count out Veronica Green. I thought Veronica for a little bit, but she was just so simple. Don't do Veronica like that. Her drag was very simple. It was very clean, very simple. I think she's going to do super well when she comes back the next season. Like, now that she knows what to expect, I think she's going to slay. So I love Veronica, but I think I was expecting Tia Coffee to do more. I just didn't expect her to be that basic. Uh, I don't know uh, if I thought she would make it to top four, but... She had an unfortunate journey. (laughs) Right. Also, Estina Mandela, I just wanted so much more from her that I didn't get. Like, I have no reason to feel this way. I just do. I'm really interested in seeing what Astina does after the show. I hadn't heard much about her before the show, but it really seemed like she put some pressure on the girls when she came into the workroom. Right. Like she talked a big game and I want to see it. Okay. So I'm checking for her, but I don't know. I did not see Bimini at the beginning. She like had to lip sync the first episode, you know, like we're shocked kind of to see this top four with Ellie Diamond here, like Tace and Lawrence. Yeah. But (laughs) after the quarantine, Bimini came back and just like won back to back to back. And now here we are at the end of the competition. So. No, really, who would have thought? And it just kind of shows you like how the game goes. Right. This person could have gone home first. And now they're. Cherry Valentine. I don't even I don't even want to talk about Cherry Valentine right now. Like, I I just don't understand. Like, she was so promising, and she just, like, oof, they did her dirty. And to get rid of, to bring Cherry back, 
only to put it to a vote to bring Joe back the same episode and then send, and send Joe, Joe back the for same wearing H and M. You know who wouldn't have worn H and M? Cherry Valentine. <laughs> I can't say the same for Christina Mandela. She might have worn that ASOS jacket, but Cherry Valentine wouldn't have worn H and M. So, anyways. Rue walks into the workroom in this beanie. Why is she wearing like these wigs and these beanies? Is she hiding something? Is she growing her hair back? I've heard rumors about that too. Does she have her scalp removed? (laughs) Like, what is it? I want to know. But this hat is weird. Whatever. Maybe with like an eye look, you know, it could have been like a a choice. But it it just, it's, it's weird. No? Possibly. There's no orange anywhere else. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, it is the puppet challenge. And they have to dig into Rue's big pink box and pull out puppets of each other. Ellie goes in and she pulls out Tace. Lawrence gets Ellie, of course. Bimini gets Lawrence. And Tace does Bimini. So what did you think about the little puppet show? I always really like the puppet shows. I think they're funny, but I definitely think the producers have a hand in choosing the puppets. Oh, yeah. There's fully an intern back there just, like, handing them puppets. You think? They had had Ellie's puppet just ready for Lawrence. Right, like, didn't even have to extend their arm. Just like, yep, puppet right there. (laughs) It's so funny because it's just the illusion of reality. So Ellie goes up first and she does taste. And it was like, eh. anytime there's a challenge where Ellie has to be funny, I just think back to that episode where uh, Lawrence was like, well, Ellie, you're not funny. So what are you going to (laughs) do? She just kind of yells a lot. Yeah, I'm not a fan, but she's very pretty. Beautiful gowns. Then we get Lawrence doing Ellie. And I also thought this was a letdown because Lawrence is supposed to be the funny girl. No, yeah, he's still just stuck on being mad. Yeah, it's like you said that you let it go earlier, but now it's very much like, I don't know. It I, it just could have been funnier to me. But you know who was funny? Bimini. Bimini. Bimini Bamboo laughed my ass off. She did a, such a good impression of Lauren. She got the voice down, and she was just like, I don't know. She's just such a joy to watch. Like, she just excels it no matter what. They throw at her. I'm a Bimini fan, if you didn't notice. <laughs> oh, no, I'm definitely team Bimini. She came back after the quarantine, just ready to go. Ready. Then we get Tace, who does Bimini, and of course talks about being a vegan every five seconds, which was funny. But. And Bimini says she doesn't talk about it a lot, but I feel like we've heard about it a lot since her. Right, I feel like she might have been being sarcastic. I think she was just like, I don't know where she could have gotten that, you know. But either way, Bimini wins the puppet challenge. Hers was the only one that actually made me laugh. (laughs) And yeah, I don't think she gets anything special for winning, does she? Oh, she gets to pick the roles. Yes, for the acting challenge. Yes. This week's main challenge is an acting challenge called Beast Enders. And Bimini gets to assign the roles. It'll be directed by Michelle Visage. And it features 
references to a show that we are not privy to. So forgive our Americanism and uh, let's start dissecting Beastenders. <laughs> so I'm in so, the workroom, wait, what? I was going to say, so yeah, we get Bimini getting the chance to assign the roles, but everyone, the roles just kind of fell into place, right? Very that. It's very much giving, we wrote these with you in mind kind of thing. Because I don't believe that the writers don't know who they're writing for or that they had this written ready to go and they just like slapped it. I, I feel like they knew what they wanted. What do you Thought think? Thought Bottom had to be meant for a horror. Ellie was not supposed to be there. Ellie I was stand- not. Ooh, so maybe they wrote it like a few weeks ago. And they, got a they had the sex scene and everything. I stand by my belief. Oh my gosh, you cracked the code. Somebody put this on Spoiled Drag Race Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, but if we do believe that they write the roles with people in mind, then that's definitely what I think we would have gotten. So, Lawrence is Phyllis Bitchell, Ellie is Thought Bottom, Bimini is Scat Slater, and Tace is Karen Bitchell. And I just love how we can curse on the UK TV. I love the BBC. <laughs> I heard that about you. So Lawrence and Ellie have a little moment off to the side. And she's like, you came into my house. You slept in my bed. And how dare you throw me under the bus like this? I am still mad. <laughs> how do you feel about that? Do you think that should play into what's going on in the workroom? I feel like I feel like every conversation I've had with another queen about drag race was like, if I see you there, it's on site. Like we are cutting up. Like it's a TV show. We're here to make good TV. So I don't feel like all this personal stuff should factor in because at the end of the day, Ellie is there to see Ellie with a crown on her head. She's not there to to help Lawrence get to the end and then crush her. She's got to get her crown, whether that means Lawrence is there at the end or not. So I respect it. And I think Lawrence should have let it go and focused on what she can do to win the next challenge. Right. Oh no, Yeah. I don't think what Lawrence is too stuck on what Ellie did to realize that given the opportunity, she probably would have done the same thing. Absolutely. And but it probably wouldn't have been as um, hard of a blow because Ellie wouldn't have been first or last. She would have been a filler. (laughs) I feel like Lawrence is stuck on trying to get Ellie to realize, like, it could have been me. You could have sent me home. And I feel like Ellie already knows that. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah. Fully factor that in. That's that's playing the game. But that's on you. Just like she told Rue. That's on you, chick. Okay. So Tate's is walking around in Bimini's tits. And it's disturbing. (laughs) It looks like, I don't know, they just look like a crop top on taste. Like, it looked weird. That's a very realistic crop top. (laughs) (laughs) But we love a titty t-shirt. We definitely do. I have a titty tank top, and um, it serves me well. (laughs) She said, I am not going to color match these. Okay, she said she thinks it's funny. I thought it was funny, too. Um, Um, Not going to (laughs) lie. So then we get a FaceTime in from Natalie Cassidy. Do you have any idea who it is? No. Okay. But well, we're very excited to see her. 
Right, let's pretend like they do on U.S. Drag Race when they don't know who the guest judge is. So they get a FaceTime call with Natalie Cassidy. Natalie Cassidy? Natalie Cassidy. Wow. (laughs) It's her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So the cool thing is, is that she's actually useful. She gives them, like, a little mini soap opera acting workshop. And, like, they're going around saying, like, the bubbly's in the fridge the bubblies in the fridge (laughs) so can you say the bubblies in the fridge but make it like you're in um uh, a horror film (laughs) please the bubblies in the fridge (laughs) (laughs) yes i don't know who came into your house and tried to kill you for a bottle of bubbly but (laughs) (laughs) But I love that we incorporated the sponsor into this challenge. Huh? I said, please just take it. (laughs) Just take the bubbly. (laughs) But it's really fun to see, you know, them practicing their acting. I know. Yeah. I thought it was a taste of it. Moment. Yeah, it was cute. I actually enjoyed it more than the random talk sometimes that we get from the guest judges that have nothing to like, you know, where they just didn't know that this is where they were coming. (laughs) So then we get to filming with Michelle and it's not going well for some of our faves. What do you think? I thought that it went pretty rough, but <laughs> and being that I have no idea what EastEnders is before this episode, unfortunately, it, was, it made it that much harder to follow. Right, but from the rehearsal, you would think that this was unwatchable. Oh, no, and then you see the finished product, and it's just amazing. Right, like, they really edit this down so well that, like, you really have no idea what the finished product is going to be like, and it keeps you watching. So kudos to the editing team. Y'all are killing it. But based on what we're seeing... Lawrence is having probably the most trouble out of anyone, followed by Ellie. And then I think Tace and Bimini are doing great. What do you think? I definitely agree with that. And seeing Lawrence struggle that hard was a bit weird because I figured she would do well in this challenge. Um, But I think she was just still so stuck on just her frustrations with Ellie that it threw her off, especially having to use her as a scene partner. Right. Her head was just all messed up from the get go, but it's freaking fascinating that she's amazing in the final cut, but we'll get there. We'll get there when it's time for the runway. Ellie starts forgetting her lines. And according to her, it's because Lawrence is forgetting his lines, her lines, their lines. So what do you think about that? Because I smell bullshit. Oh, no, I definitely smell bullshit because being in a scene with someone, you should know your lines as well as their lines or at least the line that comes before your line. So whether Lawrence is messing up or not, you should, as someone else in the scene, you should know it well enough that you should be able to pick up somewhere and at least possibly even bring Lawrence back into the scene. Right, like your lines mean nothing without the context that they were written in. So 
No, exactly. And so if Lawrence is dropping lines, your lines are meaningless. Just bring work your way back in. Right. And that's the thing, like you can see from like someone who really, really knows what they're doing, that they can bring them back in without interrupting the scene. But like, that's obviously not her job. She should just know her lines. But the fact that she's like, Lawrence didn't give me the line. So now I didn't know my lines. That's BS because one of the lines she forgot was after her line. So. And then she forgot Lawrence's name. Okay, like, girl, do you even read your freaking script? <laughs> I think that they were both just working with a case of nerves and find it easier to blame each other. Absolutely, but Lawrence didn't really blame anyone else but himself. So it's just Ellie doing the blaming, which, whatever. She needs to go. <laughs> Speaking of, it's elimination day, and they find some cute letters from home. Uh, I thought this was kind of sweet. If you can't have them there for COVID reasons, or I guess they couldn't call them. I, I don't know. I guess this is the only way to do it where everyone gets one, right? No, yeah. So they each get a letter from their mom, which is a cute little moment because all of them have good relationships with their mothers. Imagine that. No, yeah, that's pretty fortunate for the moment. Yeah, they like, <laughs> they did acknowledge it that they're, you know, it's rare and that they're privileged to have good relationships with their mothers. So I think that's really sweet. And it's a cute moment. Like Bimini says that she's doing this for her mom. Lawrence's mom's name is Phyllis. So <laughs> I, conspiracy theory, think that this means that Lawrence is going to win the whole thing because they wrote a part with his mom's name in it. Yep. Oh my gosh. We're, Conspiracy. We're, look, it mark my words. We're the sleuths. We're breaking it down. If Lawrence wins, you heard it here first. All right. I don't care what the spoilers say. So, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they have their little moment and then they're like, okay, let's get pretty. So, next, we're going to get into the runway, which this week the theme is Panto Dame, but we're going to do it right after this break. <laughs> So walking down the runway is RuPaul in this half black, half rainbow sequin, roughly number. I think it's gorgeous. What do you think? I like it a lot. Ru's been looking really good, especially on UK. Especially on UK. Like, I feel like this is drag. Like, this looks like a drag queen made it. (laughs) Not it looks like a drag queen made. No, like not in a bad way, in a good way. It looks like she's like wearing drag and not just like wearing like a, a beautiful dress. No, yeah. You know? She's giving us more body, more leg, more arm. I'm like, what? Her makeup's definitely been a lot better too. Well, you know Raven. You know that's Raven. She knows how to paint black girls on her face. <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to paint black girls period that's, 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 so, that's the end of I heard a little bit of tea that they were supposed to have a guest judge that called out and so that's why they had to get Mickey the, the mannequin I thought that was so confusing and I guess that was another EastEnders reference or something but 
I was not following the mannequin being a judge. Yeah, the tea is that Rita Ora was supposed to be there, but she wasn't, or she couldn't, for whatever reason, and so they had to get a mannequin. Is she canceled now? Is that how that works? <laughs> Maybe. So our runway theme is Panto Dame, and from what we can gather, this is the pantomime tradition in the UK, um, and this is what the queens look like. We got Lawrence in this cute sewing machine uh, clown creation. She's got the measuring tape bow. She's got the sewing machine on her head. She's got words on her bum. What do you think about this look? <laughs> Initially watching the episode, I don't think I really liked any of the looks. But going back and thinking about the category, I like Lawrence's look. Um, Standing up to some of the other looks that we see later on down the runway, I'm not sure if it was as strong. Um, I'm not sure what her concept was either. I think some of the other girls' concepts were clear, um, but I thought the look was cute. Yeah, I mean, her concept was just, like, sewing and, like, measurements and stuff. I don't know. (laughs) Like maybe she was going to make Cinderella look where they would fit into the show or what her character would be doing. Right. Maybe she's going to make Cinderella's gown or something. I don't know. (laughs) So next we get Tace walking down the runway as a fairy drag mother looking radiant. He said she was the Cinderella Supreme. Yes. So what did you think about this look? I really like Tace's look and being a uneducated American, I just didn't know that it wasn't part of the category or didn't fit with the category. And so still looking at it, I just really like Tace's look. It's right? I'm just like, I don't care that the wings are drooping. I don't care about anything. I love it. It's gorgeous. Tace can do no wrong. Fight me. <laughs> also, I want good. this hair. Oh my god! Like the I, way it's sitting on her hairline is just everything. And we'll get to it in critiques, but I hate how Graham tried to read her in the judging. Right, but let's get let's get to Bimini first. So Bimini comes out as Bag of Chips drag daughter, uh, stomping down the runway as a panto baby doll. What did you think about this look? Oh, I love Bimini's look. Bimini can do no wrong at this point. And once I saw Bimini, the category, that's when it really started to become clear what was supposed to be going on. And then obviously we have Ellie come up next and then the runway's over. But once I saw Bimini, I was like, oh, I think I'm sort of understanding. Right. The picture starts becoming more clear. And like they mentioned it, the way she walked down the runway and she tried to be more masculine, it would just really portrayed the category more And I guess the other queens. And then we get Ellie Diamond coming down the runway as the royal queen of pantomime dame realness. What do you think about this look? Looking at Ellie's look, uh, especially after Bimini, I was, that's when I started to get a little worried for the other girls because as much as I don't like Ellie, her look clearly fit the category. In my opinion, the judges ended up not liking it that much, but I thought I liked Ellie's look. Yeah, at first I didn't like it as well because 
Like, it seems very simple. And, like, just the hoop skirt's length is bothering me. The way you can tell it's just, like, a little too short. And it's, like, falling over the... I, I don't like that look. It's not cute. And, yeah. I... It, Graham says something about it being like a dress with a cardigan over it. And it was very that. But I mean, it fit the challenge and it was well done. So I see what you mean. No matter what, it was well done. No, yeah, we have to give credit where it's due at sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Only sometimes. So we get into the actual Beastenders video. And what did you think about it? I thought that it was really funny and that the finished product actually ended up pretty good and showed some of the queens that we thought were going to do not so well, do better than queens that we thought were going to do pretty well. Right. Absolutely. So like my first thought was, wow, this is long. Like they had to learn <laughs> a lot. Like that's a lot of scenes. They, they gave us a whole half episode. Um, did we even see Tace and Bimini record their scene? I don't think we did. You know, like there was a lot of stuff that they did not show us up until this moment. So it makes it feel even longer, which I think is just great. So Bimini kills it, in my opinion. Like everything that comes out of her mouth, I believe it. Um, <laughs> and Lawrence does so much better than they did in rehearsal. No, yeah, Lawrence comes through and just really kind of helps Bimini carry the scene, in my opinion. Yeah, like, does the best, does the most. I mean, I don't know. I think Tace is kind of doing the most as her character. What did you think about hers? I thought that Tace was doing pretty well and that she was over the top. I didn't necessarily agree with the judging when it comes down to how Tace portrayed her Karen. Um, But... I don't know. I think at the end of the day, just Ellie needed to go home. <laughs> Period. But I do kind of see what they were talking about because she does have that speak to the manager line. And at this point, everyone knows about the Karens who, you know, want to speak to the manager. So since she's wearing this breastplate, like she really could have given like Karen realness. And I think it would have added more dimension to the role. So I see where they were coming from. But like you said, Ellie just needed to go home no matter what. Um, but Ellie is doing well. She's not doing poorly. I just felt like everything felt very like kid in a high school musical to me for some reason. Oh no. Yes. Sometimes when the Queens get on here and do these acting challenges, it just seems so forced and so just carried. I don't know. I just definitely agree with what you said. That's how I didn't know how to put it into words. It looks like a little kid in a high school, like, play reciting uh, their and maybe it's just because it's ellie and i can't get that idea that she's like a like child out of my head but whatever and they said that she was the best actress in the scene yeah the judging was wild this week so <laughs> we get to the judging panel and they said that like yep lawrence didn't know their lines but they made up for it by having fun in the role and i'm like what on any other season that would have been cause for concern Exactly. It's so like, I think they they really pick and choose when stuff like that factors into the judging. We talked about that when we were doing the virtual viewing party. Yeah, exactly. I definitely think it's, you know, some riggery, some rigamorous. But 
they said that they didn't expect Taste to do well, but she did, which I think is what you're supposed to do on Drag Race is show them that they're wrong when they <laughs> underestimate you. No, exactly. Um, like, I'm sorry you didn't expect me to do well. <laughs> right. I'm actually glad that you didn't expect me to do well. That means I could blow it out of the water. Um, but then they didn't like her outfit. So that docks her. And like, I like to say that the runway doesn't matter. It's just like a tiebreaker. And I think since it's such a tight race that they like had to take off points for her is looking different. No. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the same thing with the runway. It's like when really does it count more than the challenge? It goes back and forth. In my opinion, I feel like and for taste, especially in this case, they just really broke down the runway to find a reason to put her in the bottom. Right, exactly. They're just like, yours just looks different than everybody else's, so bottom. So, yeah, like we said, Bimini Slade, no surprises there, and they somehow loved Ellie. They said that she was a natural-born actress. Right, and even though they were impressed by her runway, they expected more from her, but like they still like what she did, and I'm just like, oh, gosh, just say she's staying. So... <laughs> Then we get to one of my favorite parts of the show, which is the fact that Untucked is a part of the actual episode and not a separate episode because it doesn't need to be, but whatever. Yes, it makes so much more sense in UK. Right, but I think it's just like, if it's condensed down to part of the episode and you just do 90 minute episodes, that's just such a perfect amount of time for Drag Race. But uh, what do I know? Nothing. <laughs> so it's the last runway before the finale and Tace is mad about these critiques. Case is upset. Yeah, she even brings up the fact that, like, y'all can remember your lines. I can remember mine. But here mm-hmm. I am about the lip sync. No, yeah, I just really think that they were really harsh on her outfit and especially saying that she had makeup dysmorphia. Right? That was such a weird comment. Like, what? They said that she looked in the mirror and must have thought that she looked like Lawrence Cheney. Also to say, what does that mean Lawrence Cheney looks like? I don't know. They, well, I'm guessing it was that just that Lawrence looked like a panto dame, which I get. But I thought that Taste was giving a glamorous version of that. No, yeah, she definitely did her interpretation on it. She explained it pretty well in her. And I don't think that that means that she should be accused of having makeup dysphoria. Like, that's frustrating terms. Like, yeah, and in the theater, like, would there not be a fairy in the show? at any point in a Christmas show. (laughs) Right. Like, I feel like there's probably is a fairy and they probably look probably not as beautiful and and graceful and elegant as taste did, but I'm sure that there's a resemblance, but the fact of the matter is they couldn't take away from anyone else and they need somebody else to be in the bottom two alley. So yeah. Yeah, At the end of the day, they say no matter what happens, it's going to be hard. So let's go rehearse. I think that they definitely wanted Lawrence to make it to the top three. And they were worried that if Lawrence was in the bottom with Ellie, that it would be harder to justify doing what they planned on doing. That's fair. I just don't see, I don't know. I guess they already did it, but I don't see Ellie sending Lawrence home. Like Lawrence's lip sync before. And it was okay, but I don't know. I don't really like, uh, you know, Drag Race UK. We compare it to US and say it's so much better, but they ain't touching the, the lip syncs. 
No, and but Ellie fought pretty hard in her lip sync against Taste, in my opinion. Yes, let's let's get into that. So Bimini wins, gets four badges before the finale. Just crown her already is what I say. Lawrence is safe because rigor Morris. And Ellie says, you know what? It doesn't matter how many badges I have. I'm going to lip sync and stay. (laughs) (laughs) And they lip sync to Last Thing on My Mind by Steps. And child, this lip sync was rough. What did you think about it? I thought that, as with most Drag Race lip syncs, they did the best with the material they were given. What a nice pageant answer. However, <laughs> yeah, the song was like weird. You, I think like, think about programming. Think about production. This is the last episode before the finale. This is the last lip sync. And you're going to make the runway theme Panto Dame for this week so that they can look like a fool. And then you're going to make this the song. So uh, it's no, just yeah. not giving what it's supposed to give. Like, this moment is supposed to be, like, the nail-biter, where we're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? They both have reveals. Huh? No, yeah, and it just really wasn't that moment. It wasn't. But Tace looks gorgeous. Ella looks gorgeous. I like the reveal. I wish she would have worn that as the original garment instead of having it long. Or done that reveal on the runway. It looks so much better that way. I think about that with some of the outfits on U.S. Drag Race, too. It's like a lot of these queens are coming in now with these looks pre-planned to lip sync. I mean, I feel like you have to, honestly. Like, you never know when it's going to be your week. And if I was going to lip sync, I would have been ready. (laughs) So at the end of the day, Shantae, you both stay. (laughs) I just knew that Ellie was going to go home. But we got two double saves on two different seasons airing at the same damn time. Oh, we really did. Right? Because she did it on US too. She's just feeling generous right now. I mean, they've been through enough. They've been quarantined. They've been, (laughs) you know, they had to get ready in a pandemic. These queens had to go home for seven months during a panoramic. So I feel it. But I still want Ellie to go home. I think she's going to definitely be like the one that they sent home at the beginning of the finale where it's just like, you don't have to worry about it. Oh, like, oh yeah, they're definitely just going to Roxy Andrew her and say, thank you for being here. Just You are beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. A lovely third alternate. Um, So that's the end of the episode. Next week is the finale. What is your prediction? Like we said, I believe Ellie's going to have to be the first one to make the top. I'm not sure if it's going to come down to a top three or a top two, like the first season. If it does come down to a top two, I'm not. I think Bimini will definitely be in the top, but I'm not sure. I think that. Lawrence has a definite chance of being up there against her, but I wouldn't count Tace out just yet. I think that Rue really likes Tace. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. I think they've all done super well, Lawrence, Tace, and Bimini, that is. Um, But I'm interested to see if they kept Ellie because they want to do a lip sync for the crown here, or if they will get rid of her and do a top three or a top two. Um, But I'm certainly interested to see... 
what their best drag is. And in the episode teaser, they asked for the most drag-tastic performance of your life. So, like, like I think that Lawrence is going to struggle, and I think Bimini's going to excel. And for that reason, my prediction is Bimini Bamboo Lash for the win. Oh, no, I'm definitely team Bimini. Taze, I think, could surprise us all. She would have to slay the performance like no other, which I think she could do. But I don't know if she has the track record for it. Just because she's been lip syncing. And at this point, Bimini's won more badges than anyone ever. True, but you know RuPaul be saying, I don't give a fuck about any of that. It's my decision. (laughs) Okay? But yeah, another thing that's going to happen next week is that there's going to be a mini reunion where they bring back all of the girls. What do you think about this? Will there be drama? I think that there's definitely going to be a little bit of drama um, some of the girls are going to have a lot to say about who is in the top. Oh, yes. I think that we are definitely going to be revisiting Ellie's choices in the comedy challenge. Oh, and I definitely think we're going to be revisiting Jenny Lemon and her exit from the show. I was so excited to see Jenny in the preview with her having not been invited back for the previous challenge right like the face she was making was so funny too i'm just like oh bitch i'm so glad i can just troll everyone right i wonder if they're gonna talk about they have to talk about it right they're wonderful they're going to they're going to address something i hope so i hope so but it's gonna be good to see all the girls one more time maybe they'll get to wear some of their best drag looks and maybe they'll get to walk the runway one more time and vote you think they're gonna vote on who should be the one who wins for a little last bit, last minute drama. Oh, I hope not, but I could see that happening. I hope so. <laughs> I just think it would be cute just to have them vote. I think it's always awesome. weird to throw things in in the mix the last minute. We saw what happened the last time that happened. <laughs> Trick right. <and> tell. <laughs> do we think that uh, Veronica? We talked about her earlier. Do we think Veronica's coming back? Oh, I wonder if she's passed know. her COVID test this time. You know, I didn't even think to look for that. Right. I'm going to have to see. We'll see. see Monica in the finale. I would love to see it. I miss her. I can't wait to see her slay the next season. But either way, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Drag Race. Thank you so much for being the co-host for this podcast, but also for the viewing party. I hope you had a good time. <laughs> no, I really did. And thank you so much for having me. I love working with you. Yay! Same, 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 same. So thank you so much. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I can't wait to do it again next week. Anchor allows you to send in voice messages, so check out the link in the episode notes if you have any questions or comments for the show, and we just might respond to them on air. Until next time, keep it cute, keep it real, and don't let anyone steal your joy. I'm Laveau Contraire, and this has been Local Drag. Teach me.